Hey, so today's story time is going to be about my summer job. Well, you know, a lot of story times are going to be about my summer job because it was very eventful. But today, specifically, I'm going to be talking to you about two friendships I made and how the dream trio became a duo and how some friendships are not meant to last. And that's okay because you grow out of them. And I've learned that you need to take what someone has given you, accept what they've taken from you, and just walk away. So to put you into context, I've been working at the same like summer job for four summers now. As like a lot of summer jobs, some people come back, some people don't. At this place in particular, this summer, like practically no one I had worked with in past summers came back. Um, so I got to meet all these great coworkers, or maybe not so great coworkers, but we'll get into that. I'm just going to establish the characters of this story. I'm not going to use their real names. Some of you will be able to figure out who they are, and that's okay. So first we have my lovely manager. Let's call her Barb. Then we have a girl I worked with that did the same job as me. This was her first year. We're going to call her Gabby. And then we have, well, Gabby Gabby and I are the duo, okay? <laughs> then we have the trio. The third member of the trio is, we'll call him Kyle. At the beginning of this season, um, like at the beginning of seasons, it's not very busy. Like we're open, but we call it off season. And so not all the staff starts as soon as we open. I did because we always need someone doing the job that I do. And so did Gabby. Me and Gabby ended up working together a few shifts and it was like an instant bond. I can't even like describe it. Like we just clicked perfectly and we just hung out. It's like we became best friends within a week to the point where people would ask us like, oh, how long have you guys been friends? And we would say, oh, like we met this summer and they would just be in complete and utter shock. Me and Gabby were like pretty close, pretty fast and that's when barb the manager told us that this new guy was starting his name was kyle wasn't actually kyle but in the story his name was kyle and so the first time he comes in me and gabby were immediately like holy shit like this guy's hot he was tan and he had jacked arms wore like nice sunglasses, his hat backwards, four inch inseam shorts, typical pretty boy. That's what I would call him. Immediately, Gabby called dibs, which you know what? That's fine with me. He was a little short for my taste because I am a tall bitch. So from there, I kind of, we made this agreement, like he was all hers only made small talk with him like I avoided like talking to him and I would make moves to get them to talk to each other like if one of us had to go do something like work related I would make her do it or not make her but I'd let her and a lot of our other co-workers were kind of like rooting for her trying to get them to like hang out and talk more so they got closer at that point it was comfortable for all of us to start talking more so like slowly like inevitably 
I started talking to this kid more. We all kind of just became work friends, like pretty casual. So at this point, me and Gabby were like insane duo, like hanging out all the time. So eventually we just started asking him if he wanted to like do shit with us. Like if we would go out, we would invite him. And all of a sudden, like without even realizing it, I don't even like I can't even grasp it. But we had become this like super close trio. We did everything together. We like told each other everything. We talked to each other all day at work. And then when we weren't working, we would be hanging out. It was like that summer friendship that was great. And he wasn't just like a, <laughs> he wasn't an object anymore. Um, neither of us had any feelings for him or attraction for him. Like, yeah, we thought he was hot, but it wasn't going in that direction anymore. Like it was seriously just like a good friendship. He was just like a, a nice person. We would have a lot of fun, but he was 23 and I was well, I still am, but I was 17, Gabby was 18 slash 19 towards the end. So we would go out, and in Ontario, the drinking age is 19, so we would drive, and he would drink. Sometimes he would go a little overboard, but, there, like, we didn't think anything of it. Like, he would just have a few shots, and he'd get drunk. Like, we would be downtown at, like, a restaurant, and it was, honest to God, the funniest things, like, you would ever see. Like, some people are annoying when they're drunk. He may have been a bit annoying, but he was, honest to God, like, hilarious. We would just encounter strangers, and he would just talk to them, and we would just stand by and watch it all go down, and it was so much fun. So we did that for a while. It kind of turned into a pattern. Like, we would go out, he would get drunk, we would take care of him, and then we would do it all over again until one night we were hanging out actually like at our work because we work in a campground right and Gabby's a camper there so we hung out there with other campers and he got loaded and he kind of started running his mouth on things work-related things that should have been kept private but not only that these were things that weren't even true he was just making things up. And of course, we were also employees there. And so we were trying not to shut him up, but just kind of subtly calling him out, saying like, you shouldn't be talking about this or no, that's not very true. Like, Kyle, like, be careful on what you're saying right now. Being drunk, that did not sit well with him. He got mad that night. Like, I specifically remember he had just like opened a new beer and it was just, it was time to go. I wasn't drinking, but I said, hey, can I have a sip of your beer? He grabs his beer, throw it all out, and I say, like, look, buddy, it's time to go home. Like, let's go, I'll drive you home. I was with Gabby as well. Like, it was, we were the trio, but, like, with other people. And so we get in my car. He's in the back. Me and Gabby are in the front. And that's when everything, like, just shit just hit the fan. He just went on a rant, like a drunk rant. The things he was saying were so rude towards me and Gabby. Like he was just totally like crapping on us. Work-related things saying that we didn't trust him and we didn't have a good opinion on him. We weren't good employees and that's why we didn't know all these things. That The things that he was saying, he was trying to say that our manager, Barb, was telling this to him because she trusted him more than us because we weren't good employees and yada yada yada. It just went on and on and on and we just sat in the front seat in silence driving back to his place. Like we just didn't say anything. He just kept going on and finally we get back to his house. He gets out, he goes home, and let me tell you, like, the minute he got out of the car, me and Gabby look at each other and we're like, 
what the fuck just happened? We jaw drop were so enraged, specifically me, because as if you're going to tell me I've been at this place for four years, you've been here for a month, that you know more about this place than me. Like Gabby camps here, she works here, she's very intelligent, and you don't know what you're talking about. And you're just going to shit on us like that, especially after we've established like a pretty good friendship. You would think that he would maybe be more cautious in what he said about us, maybe sparing our feelings a little, but unfortunately, that was not the case. And the next day, I let him know that what he said was not okay, and I told him that I expected an apology. And like most men, he struggled to admit that what he had done was rude, and I did not receive an apology, and that was, ladies and gentlemen, the end of our friendship. From then on, we only spoke if I, like, needed something or he needed something, like, work-related, strictly professional. I still stood by kind of as a witness to his downfall. I noticed he was coming to work drunk. He wasn't doing his job anymore. He was just slacking off. Pissed off Barb. Pissed off me. Pissed off Gabby. But this whole time, I was much more defensive, or maybe I was I was much harder on him than Gabby was. So he kind of trusted her as an ally. And this, I don't know, he tried to basically go tell Gabby that he had nothing against her, it was only against me. But the issue is, like, me and her are, like, practically married at this point, you know what I mean? Like, you can't, you can't not be friends with both of us. Just wouldn't work like that. He told her, I brought out the worst in him. Yeah, no, that didn't sit well with me. He came to work one day and he was visibly drunk. He was like stumbling around and he wasn't doing anything. He was just hanging out with campers. And so that day, our boss, Barb, was having a little bit of a mental break, mental health day. She wasn't there. And so she was contacted by another coworker who let her know about the situation with him going on. He was asked to leave the property. And if he refused, he would be escorted by the police. Thinking back on this, like, I may have not included as much detail as I could have. Kind of jumped very far to the point, downfall-wise. But basically, you get the story. He was abusing alcohol and he would call in sick because he was hungover and... It just turned into this massive issue. So that's how that ended. Me and Gabby, well, more more so me, but with her help, uh, filed a report against him. And ultimately, well, we, we got his employment terminated. So the dream trio that we had a blast with came to an abrupt end. Well, that was that was my summer friendship. Me and Gabby still remain very tight, and we actually ended up reaching out to him later, like maybe three months later, and I think he still got issues. Unfortunately, it's hard to see like a young person struggle with like addiction, but at the end of the day, I think it's best to part ways with problematic friends, especially in a professional environment, it's better to not be associated with someone who, I mean, behaves in that way. And so that kind of brings me to that conversation about knowing when the best time 
to distance yourself from somebody is. That's just an example of like one of the times that has happened to me and I'm sure it has happened to you. I don't know a single person who hasn't somehow lost a friendship over the years. So I think one of the telltale signs is you really need to ask yourself, is it worth it? You have to weigh the pros and the cons in your friendship. You have to see what they're offering you right now and what they're taking away, like in this situation. I mean, yes, it was kind of fueled by just one event in specific, that big fight we had. That's the event that pushed me to the point to think about, okay, is this worth it anymore? Is this working? What am I getting from this? And what am I losing from this? And I realized that I was losing so much more than I was gaining. And so that's kind of where the friendship ended. I did offer him a chance at redemption in terms of an apology, which I never received. And to me, if you fuck up and someone's willing to hear you out and willing to hear your apology and you can't offer them one, then that just that's a very telltale sign of someone's character. People who are unwilling to apologize and recognize when they fucked up. I mean... As a person who constantly fucks up, I couldn't tell you that I know to apologize. And sometimes, even if I'm in the wrong, I look at the situation and I make the choice whether or not to apologize. I spun that very quickly, but I look at a situation and I see, oh, I fucked up. But why did I fuck up? Why did I start a fight with this person? Why did I make this mistake again? Maybe it's because this isn't working. Maybe I'm fighting with this person over this because our friendship is not healthy anymore. It's not beneficial to either of us anymore. And so do I apologize? Maybe. Maybe I don't. Maybe I choose to go my separate way and end it. But I like to live with the motto, don't burn bridges, which is extremely difficult for me because I have a pretty nasty habit of getting in a fight with someone and just wanting to be done with them and just blocking them, which I think blocking people, like blocking an ex, like that is the best way to move on. But you can't just block people all the time because eventually you're gonna run out of people and I know there's always like all these people out there but I actually have this quote hung in my room it's easier and it's better to keep an old friend than to make a new one because think of everything that you pour into your friendships think of people who know you and what it took for them to get to know you if you're just throwing that away and starting back at ground zero like you're not gonna have Oh my god, I just go on these tangents. Sometimes I just think I'm going nuts. But your friendships that have lasted a while have roots. And every time you dump one out, you're digging out a root and you're planting a new seed. Like a new friendship is just a seed. You need roots. You can't just have seeds. And I know like sometimes that's where family comes in. But a good friendship takes work. And I think it's healthy to fight with people and to conquer issues because if you've had a friendship where you haven't had to confront that person like where everything is just easy you can't learn from it you need to take experiences and learn from them and if I'm never fighting with you and I'm I'm never disagreeing with you just going with the flow I'm not being authentic I'm not taking anything away from that like yeah maybe we can go to Starbucks and grab a coffee and have a shallow conversation I don't want only shallow friends I need someone that I can talk to 
about my life and that who understands my situation, who can give me proper advice. I need roots. Okay, that went a little deep. I went a little off track. You'll notice that that'll happen a lot because I have very poor concentration, but I think that needed to be said and I think that makes sense. So basically, at the point where I ditched Kyle, he was still a seed in my mind. And I think if I would have let that friendship continue, it would have turned more bitter than it was, but I would have been more stuck with it. It's like if you're in an abusive relationship with someone you don't live with, it's easier to leave them than with someone you're married to and have kids with. A breakup is easier than a divorce, babe. That's a good life motto. Shit. Can someone like print that on a canvas and sell it at home sense? Make sure you like remember the babe part. So that that's my advice session for the day. Think it would be more beneficial for these podcasts. It feels weird to call it that because I'm just sitting alone ranting and somehow you're listening. So thank you for listening and I hope you have a beautiful day. Don't forget to end your friendships when they become toxic and I don't know, just remember breakups are easier than divorce, babe. Love you. Bye.